Well, good evening, everyone. Are you ready for Christmas? <laughs> Again, we have a great cheering section over here. Um, well, we're glad that you're with us tonight. I am Rick McKinley. I'm one of the pastors here. And uh, yesterday, my mailman came, as they do, and he, I, I walked down to say hey to him, and he opened the back of his truck, and it was just filled with boxes. And I, you know, it was this moment where I just said, man, are you ready for this to be over with? And he turned to me with this look like, save me. <laughs> he was like, I hate this time of year. So pray for your mailman. He's a nice guy and he's having bad dreams every night right now. The, uh, the thing about presents though, like we put, somebody takes some, they put it in this box for you, they wrap it, they give it to you. And if you're a kid, you're so stoked because you know like something good is in that box. Even when you get older, you're pretty sure like it's not gonna be bad, right? It, it might be average, but I, I remember my first disappointment, I think I was like seven, and my great-grandmother bought me socks and underwear. And I remember just staring there, like staring at them, like thank you? But I was kind of freaked out, like, why are you buying me underwear, and what do you know about my underwear, and <laughs> when did you see my underwear? And I got very inquisitive. I kind of expected her to be in my bedroom in my drawer or something, being like, these are horrible. Um, but for the most part, like, we, we anticipate good things showing up in all those boxes. And I'm a, I, love it. I love shopping online. This has been like a beautiful thing in my life because I hate malls. I used to love malls when I was a kid, primarily in high school, to walk through malls and be like, hey, ladies, right? That's what the mall was. Now it is, uh, I don't go to the mall. So I, I go, bing, bing, bing. And my wife's like, hey, don't drink in prime. Don't drink in prime. Um, it's an Amazon joke. <laughs> which could get you in trouble, by the way. Could get you in trouble. But boxes are also sort of like, the, they're also these metaphors, in, in a sense, for life. Like, when you listen to, to the story, Kayla's story, like, we hear her saying, like, I had this place in my life where I, I put all this stuff in a box. I put loss, I put grief, I put sorrow, I put... I put the things I did, I put the things that I knew I shouldn't have done, I put it all kind of in a box, and I tried to manage my life around this box. And we all sort of have that box. We put it up in an attic somewhere deep in our heart, and we really don't bring it out. We're not very honest about it. If you're a religious person, you're really not honest about it. If you're a non-religious person, you might be a little more, but you still don't lead with it. It's just kind of there, and we stick it there, and we want it to kind of just go away. And, the, and the, the way that we kind of forget about that box is we think about the future box. This is the box where our hopes and dreams are, and so this is a lot better looking box. Uh, this is the box where we're going to fix all the stuff that's in here. And we either fix it with like, well, it might be really filled with infomercial uh, things, like the six-minute abs might help you. Um, Oprah probably has some things that you put in this box for your best life now. Um, your marriage is kind of filled in here with the Hallmark Channel. And if you're a dude, it's a lot of sports center. 
Um, it's the economy, it's that job, it's that spouse, it's that perfect child. We spend a lot of energy decorating and filling this box of hopes and dreams. And then there's a smaller box, and this is like the God box. And this is the spiritual non-religious box. This is the religious not spiritual box. (laughs) This is the box that we take and we sort of put the little pieces of God that we want to keep in this box. And it's ironic that people who can't fix this box and will probably never fulfill most of the stuff in that box have determined that they can completely nail down all spiritual deity, right? So like if you went to your friends and said, hey, you know me, can I be the authority on God in your life? You'd be like, no. You cannot. Like, try it. Ask your friends. But when it comes to our box, when it comes to our box, we're like, totally. I got God nailed down. He's right here. I can't get the lid off. Um, And what's beautiful about this story, that we take an authority that's bigger than us, uh, that's been passed down through history, that's been given to us in sacred scripture, and we put ourselves under the story. And we realize that what's there is a God who we cannot contain. And a God that is even bold enough to dare to invite us to open up all our boxes so the real us can be present for the real him. Here's what the writer of Matthew says as the angel announces to Joseph. At the end, he says, this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. That God is not just some abstract deity or power or force, but he is personal. And a God that would pursue us to the point of being human, being made in flesh. You have this concrete mystery that's given to us, that the creator God is laying within creation with his own flesh and blood. And because this sort of wild grace, this untamed pursuit of us and pursuit of healing the world came in our humanity, that means that God speaks the language of your life, of your story. It's an invitation really to open up this box with everything that's in it because he, or you drop it and you just lay it all out on the floor. That's Christmas in my house. <laughs> but, but you open it up because he can look in there and go, yeah, I've, I've been there. Like loss, God, I get that. Grief, I get that. I wept, I suffered, I was abandoned, I was betrayed, I loved and was rejected, I died and rose again. There is no need with this God to play games with who you are. Like the real you can be brought before the real God. And the beautiful piece of that, and you hear it in, in uh Her story, she says, when I opened up that box and I actually told it to my husband, like he just, he embraced me. 
He loved me. And she talks about the power, really, of being accepted like that. There's hope and there's peace. And there's this announcement that says everything in that box has been covered by the grace of Jesus Christ. Here's the way the Apostle Paul puts it in 2 Corinthians 5. He says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. He's saying that your past has been covered. When you are in Christ, it's gone. Now, we're not very good at letting go of it. We're sort of like, uh, well, what about this? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. You're like, no, it was there. It was painful. He goes, it's not that God's saying, I don't remember, I don't care. He's saying, it doesn't count. You're new. That's old. That's past. And that his sacrifice is sufficient for everything that's in there. Now, it also speaks to the future. Because there's this great sense of peace. If you, could just, if, if you could just listen tonight and hear the words over you, it's okay. It's okay, you're forgiven. In this moment, Emmanuel, God is with us in Jesus. There's a great sense of relief and peace. That's grace. That's what grace feels like. That's the economy of grace. But there's still this future thing. And this future thing is like, well, what do I do with this? Because I basically built this to redeem that, which I didn't do, but Christ now has. And what's, what's interesting about your future boxes, like in your teens and 20s, these boxes are huge, right? This is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to solve world hunger. Uh, I'm going to marry the perfect spouse. I'm going to travel the world, global politics, yada, yada, yada. And then in your 30s, you're like, I'm not going to uh, quit my life. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I, I was going to raise the perfect children. Now I'm just going to raise children. <laughs> and and it, the box just kind of keeps shrinking. Like, I was going to be a great dad. I'm going to be a dad. Um, <laughs> A lot of the adjectives fall off, and, and you're just sort of glad that there's a box there, right? Like, there's, there's a tomorrow, so I'll look forward to that. Um, you're like, this dude is a pessimist. It's really sad. Why did you bring me here? Um, but the beautiful thing about this story is that this, this God who cannot be contained also is a God who, who sustains our life and whose powerful love in Christ allows us to just be present in this moment and trust our future to his love. And if we're loved by him in that future, then we're, we're okay. Here's what the Apostle Paul says. He says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, nor height or depth or anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So if God is for you, who can be against you? And that's called peace. That's called freedom. Like if this box, with all that I've taken, if this box is done, it's forgiven, it's healed, it's it's, it's under the blood of Christ. And I don't have to create this box with all my false self kind of ways I'm gonna conquer my life. Because I am secure in the love of God, then what do I get to do? You get to, to love and be loved. 
You get to have joy. You get to show compassion. You get to be present in this moment. It's always interesting to me of the holidays because in the back of most of our minds, we're like, I can't wait for it to be over with, right? No, just me and Sebastian, we're the only ones. <laughs> like we love the moment, but we're sort of like, oh, then I can get back to real life. But the gift of today, the gift of this moment is given to you by the one who has come to be with you in this moment. This is a beautiful story, but it's always at risk of being reduced to just this little sentimental holiday kind of story. But the truth is, this is our story. This is the hope that changes the world, that you can open up your box, you can dump it before the foot of the cross, and you can be embraced, and you can be loved, and you will be received by the one who entered into your story, himself. To, to let go of all of our kind of impressions about who God is and embrace God as he is, this is a gift. It's a gift of faith. And Jesus wants you to walk into this wild grace that he has for you. I thought about how do you illustrate faith, and, um, and you're gonna have a great illustration tomorrow when you're with little kids. So, so the way faith works, like when you put these presents under the tree and you say, go ahead and open your kids, your kids, go ahead and open your kids, <laughs> third service, sorry. Um, go ahead and open your presents. Your child doesn't stand there and go, hmm, I don't know if I want to. Like I don't know what dad put in there like there might be a snake in there that's gonna bite me like you know what I mean like like they don't feel that way at all they're like no that whatever's in there is good and I'm going after it um I know you use a lot of manipulation with your children like the elf on the shelf and you better be good or else you're not you're gonna get coal in your stocking all manipulation kids you're gonna get good gifts tomorrow I promise you because because <laughs> Jesus told us that. He said, if you, being broken, sinful, evil people, know how to give good gifts to your kids, how much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Because this is a good gift. And that, that unwrapping of it, the taking of it, the being stoked on it, the celebrating it, that is faith. That's what it looks like. It looks like being able to open up your box and be real before God and to receive this wild gift of grace with, with that kind of freedom and joy. It's as good as you think it is. And you won't have the after Christmas disappointment that you had when you were 11, because it's all over. Because <laughs> this will be new every morning. And so the invitation today is, would you receive it? Would you receive this gift of grace? I wanna help you do that now. I'm gonna pray, and you can pray with me if this kind of reflects your heart. Let's pray. If you tonight desire to be able to be the real you before this real God in Jesus, would you just whisper the prayer 
Jesus, I believe. Jesus, I receive you. I ask you to forgive and heal and unwrap your wild grace in my life. I open the box of my heart and I wanna lay it before you in surrender. Jesus, I thank you tonight that you are my Emmanuel. You are my God who is with me. Father, tonight I pray for all those who have prayed this prayer and for us who sit here uh, alongside celebrating and cheering. God, tonight that we would be a people that are present in this moment to this concrete miracle and mystery that you are a God who has come to be with us in Jesus. And that tonight that we can look past tomorrow and we can look past yesterday and we can be present to you and to these people that we love around us in this moment of your grace. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Merry Christmas, everybody.